Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of No Funk and Strictly Munkin', the only podcast that, while everyone else was stuffing their bellies with Christmas cookies and other tasty treats, we might have been doing some of that ourselves, but we weren't, at the same time, funkin', because we must focus on Munkin'. I'm your host, Jay Christie, joined as always by Andre Barrera. Andre, how are you? Hey, uh, Jake, I'm good. I hope you had a really nice Christmas, and uh, yeah, I'm feeling great. I uh, had a very nice Christmas. How about you? Um, it was good. It was uh, it was very quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just really nice to not have to go to the office. That's mm-hmm. why I'm on my work computer, and things are running smoothly. I'm very glad to hear it. Um, speaking of someone who never has to go to the office because he's well, he he never he doesn't have an office. One Adrian Monk. Um, yes. Bad, bad transition. Um, Oof. Yeah, let's try a different one. Yeah, but let's start. Uh, let's not even bother. This episode, this is uh, Mr. Monk and Little Monk. Um, now, I assume you read the the Amazon description before this came up, before you saw what it actually, was? Actually, no, I did not. I thought it was going to be for whatever reason. Uh, I'm, and I'm kind of glad. I thought there was going to be like a little companion or something. Yeah. That's what I think it would suggest, would be like a, like a equivalent of a mini-me, but for Monk. Um, yes. And but maybe, exactly I, maybe, maybe not a little person, but it says like a child, because I think that like it'd be pretty bad if it was just like a little person who wore monk suits and stuff like that. That'd be really bad. Um, but a child, or, or or like a junior situation where like somehow um, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito are brothers. Is that what it is? In twins, they're brothers. Um, okay. Yeah. In junior, junior is the one where, where junior, Arnold Schwarzenegger is pregnant. pregnant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're both doctors, I believe. Um, and uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, we started this episode off with a breaking and entering, a little B um, and E. Yeah, and you know, I, I wrote my notes. I describe this part as two bozos stealing stuff because these guys uh, are absolutely yeah. bozos. Right, and I mean, at first when we're watching, we're just like, "Wait, what the fuck is going on? These guys suck!" Like, what? What is this really just meant to do this? Uh, but obviously, we know that mm-hmm. there's uh, some other. There's shit going more on. afoot. So yes. the the poor maid comes down, Gladys. She's got a piece. Um, she's got a biscuit. Come on. <laughs> oh, sorry. Come sorry. on, she, man. Yeah, Wake up. That's like, we have like three bits and that's one of them. She's, she's got the biscuit on her. Um, and uh, she's, I, I, I think that she just really plays this poorly. Um, I don't want to blame the dead, but uh, she has a ranged weapon. Why is she getting yeah. close to them? Yeah. But but you know what? I don't know if California is a stand your ground uh, state. So I know. think I think that you probably would get away with it. I also think that most states you probably could get away with shooting someone in your own home. Um, well, did they have weapons on them? Uh, un- I don't think so. Um, so but, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's true. But I, I guess what I'm saying is that like she probably should have stayed on the staircase and just said like get the hell out of here. Um, but anyway, she doesn't do that. She goes all the way down the stairs and uh, a tussle happens. She turns on the alarm. They push her over, and one thing leads to another. And you know, we wouldn't be talking. It wouldn't be Monk if what if what if what didn't happen. Yeah, she uh, she took a bad spill and uh, cracked her head on, mm-hmm. uh, on the stairs or something. Like it was unclear, but it was a uh, it it reached the level of the guy falling off in front of Monk's house yeah. and dying that way. It was that weak of a yeah. level. Well, she was the, older, so I'll exactly. The good thing about this one is it's an older woman, so it's not that crazy. Uh, right. But anyway, um, they murder her, and the bigger bozo is like, "Let's go!" And the not the smaller bozo is like, "No, nah, uh, we gotta do the thing, the painting." 
So they take a right. spray paint bottle out and they uh, deface a painting on the wall of a woman. They give her like glasses, fake glasses, a mustache, and a goatee, and then they leave. And now I like that they show you this beforehand because this is, I think, this is the interesting thing about the murder. Why would they break into yes. someone's house, kill someone, and then deface the painting? Did you have any ideas at this point? My only idea was why the hell they didn't they just draw like a dick on it instead of like the typical, uh, you know. Well, I guess the typical thing now would be to draw a dick. So I guess that's actually yeah. more commendable. Uh, yeah, I, I think that, um, I think the reason probably because... One, because they can't show it in USA, but I think the way that they've justified it is, like, that you need, because if they do it around the facial features, they need a better restorer. That's true. That's now, don't be wrong, because a, a dick is kind of, like, a lot simpler of a drawing. A lot of it's going to go over the background, unless you're, like, doing a lot of details. Um, you know, you obviously can get art, artistic with it, but, um, yeah. A lot of details. What? I mean, there, there's... No, no, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it just the one shape, or are we doing details um fair enough yeah let me cut to monk mm-hmm. and he's taking some stuff out of the dishwasher which is not that weird and he's looking to see if it's clean that's honestly i don't well, do that necessarily but that's not that weird what? not only that but isn't he like uh isn't he like donating them or like well that's recycling? what i was gonna say that's what i was gonna say you first you it, it seems normal to start like oh he's just seeing if his dishes are clean but no these are jars that he is recycling yep and, you know, good man, good guy Monk, he's recycling, and we know how he treats his recyclables, so he's got to be as precise as he possibly can. Yes. But it is definitely a waste of water to wash jars you're going to recycle in the dishwasher. Um, yes, 100%. That's true. Yes. Uh, and there's a doorbell. The doorbell rings. And, oh, uh, you didn't do a sound effect this time. Oh, sorry. Ding dong! Well, usually I do a knock. A knock. Yeah. I don't ever do a uh, doorbell. Um, Ow, fuck. Uh, what, did you just accidentally hurt yourself somehow? No, man, like, okay, so a peek behind the curtain a little bit. I worked out a couple days ago for the first time, like a 30-minute, like, high-intensity some shit workout with my girlfriend, and mm-hmm. I woke up the next day feeling like I got hit by a car. Like, my hams, mm-hmm. my hammies and my quaddies are mm-hmm. very sore, and, like, I feel like every part of my body at this point is very sore. So I just, like, Awful. knocked on the, I knocked on the corner of my desk by accident. Mm. That happens to the best of us. But at the door is Sherry Judd, right. who Monk quickly reveals is someone he met in eighth grade. And I do like this little bit where That's we get to see... a weird way of putting it. Yes. We, that we see Monk devolve very quickly in front of us. Yeah. He's, uh, you know, obviously there's, it's more than just he knew her then. Mm-hmm. Like they had clearly an experience that we are going to be taken on a journey through this episode. Mm-hmm. So that's nice. And, and he, the things he wants to tell Natalie to tell her, one, tell her it's too little too late. Right. Then two, tell her I love Trudy. And do you remember three? Uh, yeah, tell her that we went all the way. <laughs> Jesus, man, come on. <laughs> I guess I'm not shocked, but still. But hey, and this also does answer a question, because we, we had wondered before, how, did Trudy and Monk ever have sex? And the answer is yes. Well... Uh, yeah. Yes, and it also happened after she died. As we know, Monk had sex with her ghost. Oh, very, very yeah, Monk had sex with her ghost. Another I forgot bit. we established that. <laughs> yes, I, you know, no, I, I, you know, I just wouldn't have thought about that when we were talking about Monk having sex with Trudy. But yes, he had, <laughs> he had sex with her in all different dimensions. Um, yes. And then Natalie's like, "No, she needs your help." 
and he says with her homework which i like a lot um yeah because he just he just is so i think it's very interesting to see the way that his obsessions manifest themselves and not like germophobic or phobic ways where like he's just so fixated on these moments in his past that he can't comprehend that sherry judd has grown up and is a full-fledged adult that he only the, the moment as she's mentioned he immediately goes back to the exact headspace he was in in eighth grade i think that that's good fun uh no yeah obviously and i mean as much as i want to like bitch about there being like too many flashbacks in this um at the same time i you know um i like these little glimpses behind and actually what's funny about this episode is that there's, like, a ton of, like, origin stories behind mm-hmm. stuff. Which, yeah. one of them I already thought there was an origin story for, so I'm confused about that. Yeah, but... this, a Monk does not have the best continuity in the world, so I, I, that's fine. Um, okay, okay. But yeah. yeah, no, it's nice to see, nonetheless. Mm-hmm. And then Monk meets with Sherry, and what piece of information does he offer her about him and Trudy? <laughs> um, that same information, right? That they went all the way? <laughs> they went all... I, I remembered it in the beginning. When I, I, when I was remembering this episode, I remembered that he said, tell her we went all the way, but I forgot that he then tells her, Trudy and I went all the way. Um, it's just yeah. it's great stuff. Yeah, and... I mean, luckily we love Monk. Otherwise, I would be like, come on, man. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Act like you've been there before. It, it, yes, the problem is he very much hasn't. Um, but anyway... Uh, we learn that Sherry and her husband recently divorced. Monk's eyebrow right. perks up. Um, they were living in Seattle. They, they were living in Seattle, exactly. But when she was away, her housekeeper, Gladys, was murdered. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah, and you know, uh, Gladys Aquino is her name. Did mm-hmm. not strike me as the most Hispanic person, but maybe she married into the family. Could also, be. not the first time that Monk has done that, where they cast a person who has, you know... Correct, uh, correct. But yeah. that's always like, going to stick out in my head. Yeah, no. Uh, no, it's, I, it's not saying it's good. Um, and, yeah, but she says, you know, she, I wasn't home. I just want justice. I'm the only family Gladys has. Gladys probably isn't very happy about that, but that's fine. I don't know the relationship. Um, mm-hmm. But apparently Adrian, 30 years ago, which not, well, let's be honest, it's not 30 years ago. Tony Shalhoub is not 43 years old in this episode of films. Like, let's not be stupid. It was April 12, 1972, to be exact. Yeah, so that would have been, I, it's still definitely like, you're, I think Tony Shalhoub is 10 years older than they're trying to say Monk is at this point, but still, it's fine. Um, that is something that always gets, I, I just, I can't stand when actors play people either 10 years older or 10 years younger than them. It just makes me very mad. Um, right. Anyway, or, that's a or personal when they, when they Or when they cast people that are supposed to be the same person or whatever. Was that other thing? Oh, that, that's, yes, it's the same thing. It's, that's, it's a similar thing. Um, uh, yeah, it's, like, it's one thing if it's a biopic and, like, you're playing someone and, like, I can, I'm willing to, you know, suspend disbelief if, you know, I'm watching a biopic that spans from, like, age 20 to age 40. And if you cast, like, a 38-year-old, I'm not going to get mad at the years scenes with their 20. But, like, when it's, you know, sometimes it's sometimes it's it's, it's a bit ridiculous. Like, uh, you know, Phil Mank, you know, we have talked about how Gary Oldman's, like, 61, and he's playing a 35-year-old in it. No. Anyway. Um, yeah, that is very... Okay, like, that actually did piss me off in retrospect, but... Uh, I, I think it's, it, so I, I'm gonna overlook the it. thing that sucks is that it's a real. I think if it wasn't a real story, I would mind because it's not like the character does anything that is that a 61 year old wouldn't do. But it's like when you see at the end, like he died 10 years later at 51 years old. It's like what? <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So 
Yes, monk helper. Yeah, this, again. this ain't this ain't this ain't this ain't uh, no monkin. No mankin. No mankin. Let's, yeah. let's, let's, let's go um, back to it. Exactly. Uh, we go. They pull out the yearbook. They look at the photos, and we get a little flashback. Um, yep. And this episode uh, is one. This is where I note that taking notes on this episode was kind of annoying because it takes place in different temporalities, oh, yeah. especially yep. uh, at the end when they have the two bits going on at the same time. Very Christopher Nolan esque. Um, uh, not really. But it was a little easier to follow, but still, like I, I wasn't that. It definitely. Good. It was easy to follow watching it. It was hard to write notes that I could follow. Yes. Anyway, yeah. Yes. Yes. So Monk's mom drops him off. And this is the thing I'm a little disappointed about. We only get to see the one glimpse of Monk's mom. And I think the reason you don't see more Monk's mom is because the only way that he could end up the way he does is if she's actually objectively not a good mother. So, Right. And but, it, was a tough, it was a tough hang for that time, that brief time. Yes. She doesn't hug him. She gives him a handshake. Um, yeah, not great. Um, some other kids describe him as a real-life Eddie Monster, which is, oh, I know what they're referencing, but I don't know what that means exactly did you recognize the kid the kid no i didn't recognize the actor uh he was uh he played one of ben stiller's sons in royal tenenbaums i ah i i recognized him as soon as i saw it i that does make yeah it makes sense i, I should recognize the hair i honestly just kind of you know i've only seen tenenbaums once too so that's probably why um and uh monk and, Sh- and little sherry they have a little uh they have a little stare down, you know? They have one of those, like, classic looks, you know, he's, he's clearly in love with her. You get that? Um, it's one of the easiest things in film to get across is to show someone in slow motion from someone's point of view, and it's like, oh, they're in love. Boom, done. Yeah. No, I mean, it, it, it's nice at first when you're seeing this, and then it, accru- it increasingly becomes brutal to watch. Yes. Monk and Sherry had a little talk at the lockers, and he loved the record that she recommended. Um, and by that, of course, she had it on a shirt. It was Led Zeppelin's Stairway Up to Heaven, she thinks. Um, Correct. And what do you think about this? I mean, obviously, he's got to be a music connoisseur. He plays the clarinet. What do you think about the songs on Stairway Up to Heaven? Oh, uh, man, I really kind of don't like that song at all. Um, well, no, I'm not asking what you think about it. I'm asking what he thought about it. Oh, he thought it was groovy. That well, was how, groovy, man. Well, look, so what, how did he think? Did he listen to the song? Oh, no, he didn't. He just could tell by the fact that she was into him. Is that no, what the, the people on the cover look like Ruby. Oh, they look... So, yeah, and yeah. he doesn't have, he a, didn't record have a record player. Right. Yeah. Um, which... Side note, there. just got my... Well, I bought my girlfriend for Christmas. I bought her a record player. So That's very nice. Um, yeah. yeah, I remember my brother got a record player many years ago. Not many years ago. Probably like seven or eight years ago. Um, definitely a cool conversation piece to have. And having anything on vinyl just looks cool. And it shows like, oh man, you think I like, you think, you think you like this music? I have it on vinyl, you know, it's expensive. And guess what, like what our first record was, uh, it was Kids Bob 2020. Damn. That's, uh, that's love. You, anyway. you, you thought you liked, you thought you liked Dua Lipa before? You're, it's even better now. I, you know, I didn't think I really liked Dua Lipa before, but that's fine. Um, I actually have no problem with Dua Lipa. Um, except as I've said, stated many times on Twitter and Twitter keeps banning me for it. It's Dua Lipa is Spanish for tulips and I will not hear anything to the contrary. Anyway. Uh, um, <laughs> Italian. Actually. Uh, it's, it's so, yeah, I'm going to say a quick side, but it is so crazy that that is actually her legal name. It will never stop being amazing to me. Anyway. Um, so Monk notices something in common between him and Sherry though, that they both turn their locks back to zero. And that's one of right. thing, one things they have in common. 
And Monk, of course, has a list on note cards. Which, that's a little mini-origin that we see Monk having things on note cards. Right, that's true. Um, okay, so obviously, we'll have to have this conversation right now. You went to a public school. I assume you used your lockers all the time, and you locked them. I did, did not, not. I went to a school that was built after Columbine, so I did not have lockers. Um, oh, shit! Wow, yeah. I did not even know that was a thing that was removed after. I don't know if it was I, removed, but I, I can tell you that every school I ever went to was built... Uh, my elementary school, we didn't have lockers just because it was elementary school. And then my middle school... Um, so where'd yeah, you keep your also, books? On uh, our backpacks. We had to carry them around. Um, That's no fucked up, man. No, te- te- textbooks, every class had a set of textbooks. And then, oh, so everyone went through the same one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you didn't have... It was still heavy. Don't get me wrong. It's still really bad. Wait, but, so what happened if you needed to take your book home? Uh, you, you had it at home as well. So there was... Oh, okay. So I see. So, so it was like private school because where I went to school... You had the book the whole year, and you had to give it back at the end of the year. Yeah, exactly. You got one, and then, okay. yeah. It's still, now, don't be wrong, there were still times where, like, you had to bring, it, it definitely was not good. I definitely would prefer to have a locker, but no, I never had a locker. Uh, I, I mean, I had a locker in gym class my freshman year, but that was it. Um, I had a locker. We all had lockers, but we never locked them, ever. Like, nobody. Like, hardly uh, anyone did. Yeah. Um, but anyway, the last thing that Monk and Sherry have in common is that neither of them have a date to the spring fling. <sighs> now, did you, Boy, did you any feeling? school you've ever been to have a spring fling? Because I feel like spring no, fling is not. only a thing that happens in movies. Uh, yeah, correct. I've never, uh, obviously, I didn't grow up in the Midwest, so there was no Sadie Hawkins dance, although I don't know where that jurisdiction ends and where it, how far I've it never goes. had one either. Um, yeah, uh, no, nothing. No, until high school, we didn't really have dances. Like no, we had like an eighth grade dance school. was the last was we had, and that was the first dance we had. And then a spring fling, it just like I just I just can't imagine any school having any dances other than homecoming and prom. Like why would you do another dance? You know, uh, I'm sure it makes them money or it makes people. Yeah, that's true. Money. Like it's the thing about Back to the Future. Like why does it have to be the enchantment under the sea dance? Why can't it be homecoming or prom? I'm kidding. Back to the Future is a perfect movie. I wouldn't change anything about it. So uh, eh. monk. Monk is clearly spitting game right here. Like, let's be honest. That's what he's doing. And then Jimmy, Jimbo, comes and interrupts and is just like, hey, you want to be my model for art class to Sherry? Which is a wild thing. Like, what, does she not have class the next period? Right. And, like, I don't think you're drawing anything at that age like that. Like, I think you're focusing on, like, flowers and turkeys or some shit yeah. made with your and, hands. And everything, and, and, and at that age, you're doing stuff that everyone can do. Like, there's, you're not at the place yet where you're specializing, like... In 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 a middle school for me, art class was actually I I actually only took like two weeks of art class because two weeks into my seventh grade art class, I was asked like some three students every semester uh, would during during a certain period work in the library and help with the li- librarian and your boy Jake Christie. That sounds horrible. It was actually fine. It was just because it was me and two other people just hanging out like we didn't really and we had barely any responsibilities, so it was actually much better than being in a class. Um, well, I had a thought. Maybe the reason why they're doing like modeling and all that kind of stuff in this school, it's because much like everything in the Bay Area, mm-hmm. they're light years ahead of everybody else. That oh, wow, I didn't even consider that. And their art teacher, you know, you know their art teacher was right. Uh, it was uh, a Bob. Joe Bob, uh, Fuck! I thought it was. I was gonna say Bob Myers, but he's way too young. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so we cut back to present day, and Monk's like, "I'll help you." Um, his course, he is. And right. they get to the crime scene, and Monk is or- trying to make the crime scene tape straight. Funny bit. But um, as this is happening, 
Natalie asked Sherry, what was he like back then? And the unfortunate answer is pretty much the same. Yeah, pretty much the same. Uh, what was it? Smart, cautious. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that was it. Smart and cautious. Yes. Because Sherry does not think people change much. She waited for her husband to change for 10 years. Um, I, for whatever reason, that line delivery made it seem like that was going to be like a common theme. Like it was very Yeah, heavy. it did. Uh, I can just tell you as someone, and anyone who's ever read any of my comedy can tell you, I think that ra- women randomly taking shots at their ex-husband is the funniest thing in the world. So I was, I appreciated that because it was complete out of nowhere. Just like, I don't think people change. My husband didn't change for 10 years. Love it. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. But Monk finally enters the house and he notices a little clue, but doesn't come until later. Fingerprints with no palm. Hmm. Correct. Yeah. Um... Exactly, and we get a little bit more information. Uh, Adrian is able to deduce that there were two perpetrators, right? Two killers, dose. And we know that. We know that, mm-hmm. yeah. Dua, Lip- Dua Lipa's. Yeah, two, yes. two of those. Mm-hmm. Um, and the painting, like, apparently is of, like, no great significance except for our girl Sherry, because uh, it's of her great-grandmother. Who was a suffragette. Correct, which was like a nice little touch. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and it also justifies why a nice painting would be done of a random woman, you know, that would be a great grandmother. Right, so Monk asked, uh, Monk asked her, like, do you have, like, spray paint in the house? Because obviously the paint, or the, the painting was defaced with spray paint, and she mentions that, no, she doesn't have it. So clearly uh, the spray paint was brought with them. So there was, this was like a very deliberate crime. Mm-hmm. And most importantly... He sees that there are tracks in the uh, housekeeper's blood leading over to the painting, which means what we already know. But it is the big, like, huh, moment of the episode that the painting was defaced after the alarm was off and after the housekeeper was dead. Um, Which, that's, you know. That was the main motivation for the crime. So, yes, that's why they were there. Right. So then we get cut to Stabmeyer. He's standing in front of the painting. He's like, tell me about your great-grandmother. We learned she was a suffragette. Uh, she fought for the Ninth Amendment. And Disher's got his theory. We don't get a ton of Disher this episode, but we get a theory. Maybe he was making a political statement. <laughs> right. Like, what would that political statement be? That women shouldn't vote? I guess. Right? I mean, yeah. I think that, like, that line, I think, aged poorly because now in 2020... Like, I definitely could... I'm like, sure, there's absolutely a subreddit where people are organizing against women's right to vote. I don't need to even look it up to know that's the case, you know? Um, red pill? Yeah, yes. I mean, the red pill, yes. Does the red pill generally believe that women shouldn't vote? Probably. Um, but, I mean, like, a specific... Like, that there, it's like anti-19, r slash anti-19. Um, guarantee you it exists. Um, okay. Speaking of shitty men, Sherry's ex-husband, Michael, comes in. And, uh, Mikey, he's, you know, Mikey, yeah, Mikey, Mikey N, um, that it, she's like, what are you doing here? And he's like, it's still technically my house, which is a thing that separated husbands love to say in movies. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah. And yeah, and this is what, yeah. I, I wanted a little bit more spice from him to be quite honest. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's not, not, he's not, I think he could really, this, the actor could have chewed it up a little more. I would have, yeah. um, liked a little more just cold dickishness we learned that she was in san diego um which i know for a fact you can say we are about dual leap all you want i know that san diego means whale's vagina um right that's correct people forget uh, yes and we learn here that sherry told michael her ex-husband all about monk 
And the thing he remembers is that Muck never took a gym class. Which, I mean, kudos to you, man. If you can get away with that, I yeah, never I, had it. You would have to be, like, fucking disabled to have, like, not, no. to get out of gym. Yeah, I was not a fan. I'm not, I'm going to be frank. I didn't like gym class. This is going to come surprise to no one. I think I already went over that. I didn't like to shower uh, in front of people. Yes, um, yeah, definitely. Well, we didn't, well we didn't actually shower, which was disgusting. But I didn't like to change in front of people. Um, but yeah, so shouts to Monk on that. Um, and, uh, at this point, um, Sherry's like, uh, just leave. And he doesn't, he pulls out his checkbook and Monk stands up for someone for once and says, the woman, the lady asked you to leave. And he doesn't because he's writing a check. Right. What is that check for? It's for a pound of flesh. No, it's for alimony. Um, which, yeah, like, I don't know. I guess that's a trope that I actually like to see in, like, mm-hmm. uh, TV shows and movies. Like, the bitter ex-husband who always talks about, oh, yeah, you know. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, right? Like, well, the thing is, if you, like, I think it's it's a trope, but it's also, like, if you read anything about, like, high-powered people divorces, like, they're all just, the, they do the most vicious shit to not have to pay alimony and stuff. Like, it's it's really, like... Yeah, I, I, there's also really no. Um, it's really you. You have to be really try really really hard to write a plot for of a rich person trying to get out of paying money that I wouldn't believe because like they'll do anything. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean it's self preservation and uh, yeah, I just I I guess I like jilted uh, uh, ex spouses or whatever. Like that's a yes. it's always a good time yes. when you're watching that. Uh huh. And then we cut back to the book sale. Yes, we cut mm-hmm. back to a bake sale. Um, Monk shows a little Rain Man powers by shaking a lunchbox and know how much money's in it. Um, Saw a similar we, trick later on with the yes. with the stuff at the carnival. Was it? Yes, yes. Guessing how many jelly beans? Uh huh. Well, that was actually less about. It was that's because he saw how many boxes of jelly beans there were. Remember, and he figured ah, that right. the guy ate a few. Um, then this guy Leo, your friend, your actual best friend growing up, um, you slept over his house many times, Leo. <laughs> Comes Thank up. you. Met Leo Messi, yep. Yeah, and he eats a cupcake without paying for it. And he's really gross about it. Like, I get that Monk is supposed to be, like, phobic and stuff like that, but no actual person would do that. I mean, okay, people would do that. There are gross people in the world. But it's like, jeez, man, like, have a little decency. You can eat a cup, you can steal a cupcake without eating it like a monster. Yeah, no, absolutely. And what what stood out to me in this scene was just how much more neat uh, Sherry's cupcakes were than Monk's. I felt like he would have been all over that. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I, I I didn't notice that, but I, I appreciate you um, finding seeing it. And at the time, Sherry yeah. is Sherry's gonna tell Principal Thicket, and Principal Thicket, great name for Principal. Um, yeah, big fan of it. And then Monk stands up for himself. Good for him. But it doesn't end out. It doesn't end well for him. Uh, okay, there were so many freaking. Uh, he gets sprayed with mind. chocolate. He gets spa- sprayed oh, with chocolate. Oh yeah, yeah. He handles yeah. it a lot better as a young person than he does yes. as an adult. Well, yeah, I think that all. Anytime we see a flashback, we're mostly led to believe, and this is basically said a lot of times, is that he was like not normal, but he was not on the t- edge of being catatonic every five minutes, but before treatment. Right. Died. Um, right, but also we get like right here. Um, she hands him some napkins, and she, uh, Sherry hands him some napkins, and he, you know, she mentions that he should keep these around. Which mm, light bulb, 
Mm-hmm. I guess this is the origin of the wipes. Yes. I, I think that I don't mind it because it's a TV show and it's, you know, not. But it is kind of like there's no way all these origins would happen in one week. Um, but anyway. Uh, so it, it's honestly like any prequel where it's like every single – like one even though I generally enjoy it, one of the problems with Solo with Star Wars stories, it's like not every single thing we know about Han Solo happened to him over this like – to expand like that's stupid um, that's true i don't you know i don't even think about stuff like that i'm sh- I, I guess you guys have a more analytical brain for this because i assume you guys cover all this uh i well we haven't covered the star wars movies like that but uh which he's done of course by my podcast and marvel cinematic university but now i don't think it's an analytical brain i think it's because it's never something i notice in the moment it's always something when like i'm thinking about it later um i, I just like because i like when things connect because i think the reason i notice it is because i like when things are explained but then, so then, once I start to think about how it was explained, it's like, okay, but like, really, all those things. I bet happened. you, I bet you, you wanted to punch a fucking wall when you find out why his last name is Solo. I didn't mind it that much because it's also like, I, I, there's a couple reasons. One, because, like, uh, I, I, you never, it's not like you ever hear about his family before, so it's not like they're retconning anything. And also, it's like, there are worse things in the world. Um, you know, like, that's also, I, I wish it was done more artfully. Um, like, I wish that that was, like, I wish it was, like, Snow in Game of Thrones, where it was, like, that was the standard thing, that anyone who didn't have a last name was called Solo or something Ooh. like that. Um, instead mm-hmm. of just him, like, having an epiphany, like, uh, I'm gonna say Solo, like, but whatever. Um, also, I just want to say for the record that Phoebe Waller-Bridge should have been nominated for an Oscar for that movie, but let's continue. Who? Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Let's continue. Um, oh, yeah, she was great. She's unbelievable. The best part of the movie. Um, mm-hmm. So... Uh, they get they they get a list of the people who worked on the house in the last year. Too many people though, because you know rich people they're always you, you you ever talk to someone who like has like a decent a nice house like a relatively rich person and like every single day it's like yeah we're doing redoing this bathroom we're getting this done you know what I mean like they have people in the house all the time or maybe maybe no. that's just a Florida thing with retired <laughs> maybe it's just I know like in Florida everyone's retired and it's like you have nothing better to do than get your bathroom redone every day you know. Um, I think everyone that I know in California is more or less in the same um, tax bracket as me. That's true. So. I think it's mostly, yeah, people I know through my parents and stuff like that. But, yes, uh, yes. Yeah, I just feel like it always getting people. And then they're always and they're always complaining about, like, there's the one bathroom that the people who work on the house are allowed to use. Um, which, like, I understand why that's the case. Like, there are that's a good thing. You don't want people to be all over the house. But it does feel really classist to be like... You're only allowed to use that bathroom. I'm saying, I, it, I get it, but it does always feel gross to be like, and they, yes, they get to use this bathroom. Anyway. Um, what an incredibly niche... Uh, I guarantee, I, I'll say this. I think to take umbrage with. I yeah. guarantee you one person, not, they might not agree with me, but they'll know what I'm talking about. So, uh, they're taking the painting to a museum. Uh, James Duffy, art restorer, uh, is going to help him. But Stoudemire's like, hey, you know, she's got a $2 million homeowner's insurance policy. So she may, might have been behind it herself. And right, yeah. He's throwing some cold water on uh, on mon- on overheating Monk. Now, as someone who I briefly – I worked for a month at a homeowner's insurance uh, – in renter's insurance company. Um, and I didn't see the nuts and bolts of it. And I'm not going to give any specifics because I believe I signed an NDA. Uh, a very loose one. But I can tell you that there's no way that her damage got even close to the deductible. Um the deductible on a two million dollar policy is gonna be what is gonna be so much higher <laughs> than like, right, got, yeah, like, like two like, pots stolen and one paint and like a not worthless painting defaced. She's not gonna get any money. 
Right, exactly. I didn't understand what her incentive was there, but okay, fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then Monk's like, no, she wouldn't. You know, she's getting uh, $2, $20,000 a month uh, in alimony, which, you know, that's a nice chunk of change. Um, I mean, you might be breaking even in San, in that house in San Francisco, that's but true. You know, Although that's her I, choice. It's, it's also unclear whether or not she has a job herself. So, um, true. You know, true. Uh, yeah. And so, yeah, he's stopping us like, a lot of dough is never enough. Um, you know, true. Yeah. Cut back to old to little monk, and he's got a backup shirt in his locker, um, which you know that's just actually smart. Like I think it, I, I wouldn't do it on a daily basis, but I think if you're wearing a nice shirt and you can have a backup shirt, it's a good idea. Uh, yeah, no, I kind of, I mean, yeah, I guess going to Catholic school, you always got a backup shirt for the most part because it's just like a white polo mm-hmm. shirt. So I can identify. Yeah, it's definitely a good and, and bunk right here. He's gonna ask Sherry to the dance. He's poor guy. He he's gonna ask her, and then Leo comes up and he's he's acting like a gentleman, right? Yeah, totally. Really nice guy. Classic uh, guy whose house I slept over all the time. Mm-hmm. No, um, I. I mean, in literally my notes, I have Monk gets cucked like three times. Oh my uh, god, he gets, gets yeah. cucked the first time, gets cucked twice, and three times. Oof. Yeah, it, this Monk truly is—he's at Jerry Falwell Junior levels in this episode. Um, yeah, Leo helps. Wow. Uh, <laughs> what? Okay, let's be honest. Because because what would the subject matter? This is people's private lives, so there aren't that many f- people who are famous for being cucked, and it's really just Jerry Falwell Junior. <laughs> um, Robert Pattinson. Uh, yeah, but I, but that wasn't on purpose. I'm thinking about like so like because I I think someone cheating on you, it's it like colloquially referred to as that. But like in actual, I'm talking about like actual like on purpose because I think the term's kind of gotten bastardized. You know, like re- sitting in the corner watching is what I'm talking about. Um, right. Also, right. I feel like this is actually more gross that I'm not using words. Um, but anyway, uh, so Leo <laughs> then he's acting like a gentleman, but he then tries to steal Monk's clarinet. So like, what gives? Um, how much of a gentleman can he possibly be? No. Yeah, he didn't learn his lesson after all, if you ask me. And he's gonna dunk his clarinet in the toilet. Which, once again, this is another one of those things that's like, this is not Monk being OCD, that's gross. No, obviously not. I mean, I, have you, did you ever have anything put in the toilet? No, there wasn't a time of super bullying. Wow, do do tell. Uh, but it was like by like, a couple of girls that had a crush on me, so I guess it was sweet. Damn. What did, what did they put in the toilet? Uh, they put my backpack. Damn. They flipped my backpack. I don't know if that's a yep. thing you guys did. Of course. And yeah, then, all the time. Yeah, and, and then they put it in the thing. So at least they protected... You ever, nah, they uh, fucked up the inside. People ever zip-tie backpacks at your school? No, we didn't have zip ties. We we did that, and the best, the biggest innovation was the first person who flipped a backpack and then zip tied it. <laughs> oh my god, that's <laughs> fucked up, dude. That's horrible. Thing is, there was actually not that much mean spirited bullying, at least as far as I could tell. I think I was plugged in enough to know, but that was de- there was definitely a lot of pranks, and zip ties were definitely a big one. Um, yeah, it was uh, always fun um, to do. Uh, the best mm-hmm. prank, by the way, always is. I don't know if anyone you ever did this, but. Um, do you ever, uh, only, this only shipped once where a kid fell asleep in class towards the end of the period and, um, the teacher told us all, there was like two minutes left, like told us all to leave the room. And then, so the when he woke up and the, when the, the bell going off, everyone was gone. <laughs> so he would think that he slept way longer than yeah, he yeah, should? Yeah. yeah. Great stuff. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, 
But then Jimbo, Jimmy, he's well, on the one hand he stands up to for Monk, but at the other hand he is talking right. to him at this moment. You know what I mean? So it's it's a little bit of both. Yeah, no, it's 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 very uh, man. I, I have nothing else to say, but ba- but we got to that right. He asked her out to the dance, and they're gonna go together, right? Exactly. Well, yeah. Well, first he says like you know this is bad vibes. Good call, Jimmy. And then okay. he asked Sherry if uh, they, she wants. He to He asked for the, a quick vibe check. Yeah, honestly, yeah. And sometimes, like the, the the thing about this episode is, even though Monk ends up getting cucked, Jimmy in particular doesn't do anything wrong. You know, he's just he's just riding on good vibes, and um, you know, yeah, I, I I can't get mad at it. I can only imagine the fucking seventies in San Francisco would have been woo, man, like paradise. Su- exactly, just. You, you're the odd man out if you come to school without a contact high. Um, right? Like, hopefully the school wasn't in, like, Haight-Ashbury or something. Yeah. Um, so then we cut back to present day. They're bringing the painting into this, the uh, the rest- restoration place. And Natalie pulls Monk aside to give some advice. But Monk is quickly distracted by some wine. Yeah, uh, God, this is, like, another one of those things where you're like, dude, really, like, are you really going to have a complaint about... Um, like a painting like you have to know like you have to be more realistic than that but essentially yes. what happens is he sees a painting that has like a glass of wine spilled on it and he's like trying to get like he's trying to like do some weird shit where he's rubbing it off and then and he's he like yeah the can, guy, yeah can he fix yeah. it yeah can he fix it like he, he should I really would love to know what Monk would think if he saw the persistence of memory the Salvador Dali uh, painting in person no what if he saw like a fucking jackson pollock he'd go insane i know that's true i was gonna say jackson pollock but that felt obvious both of those by the way are in the museum of modern art uh the only real art museum van gogh maybe a van gogh starry night he probably would be just be like this is a bad painter i think um but jackson pollock he'd, he'd probably be like uh that's why i feel inside um mm-hmm. he'd probably he'd definitely say something funny if he saw the scream um yeah Anyway, but Natalie's advice is you should ask her out, um, which he Monk should. Before Jimbo comes to the picture, Monk absolutely should ask her out. She puts his hand, her hand on him a couple times, and we all know what that means, you know? Right. I mean, I, I, okay. If, the, if I had the power rankings, number one, it would be that um, the smoking hot chick that he went on a date with, that he made her walk up all those stairs, mm-hmm. that would have been number one. Mm-hmm. Number two would have been oh God. Who was that other chick that was interested in him? Which in what what episode? Oh man. Okay, hold on. I had it. I had it. I had it. Um, was that? Oh, the the one that like where she, her neighbor got killed in the garage. Oh yeah, Mr. Monk and the other woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that one. That one, two, and then a distant third, Sherry. Judging from like what happens in this episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I you know that's not unfair. I mean, I just want to note no one asked to power rank them. Um. <laughs> I know no one has, but it's unsolicited. <laughs> yeah, 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 I know. Um, yeah, I think that Sherry probably is. Uh, she's at the disadvantage. I think she's at least a good ten years older than those other two. But um, you know, they got history. Um, and Natalie says, you know, that she, you know, she likes you. And Monk says, and she doesn't. Why? Because she knows me, which is sad. That is a sad thing to say. Um, but then she convinces him, like, no, 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 she likes you. We cut back. Yeah. Yeah. Go. Oh, so you yeah, have some? No, that's it. That's it. That's it. Cut back to uh, past. Principal Thicket tells Sherry, open that locker. Because apparently the bake sale money has gone missing. And you know yeah, what's in that locker when she opens it. Yeah, an anonymous note. 
he got an anonymous note from somebody. Mm-hmm. You know damn well what's in that locker, though, right? Yeah, um, there's uh, the the bake sale money in a gun smoke uh, tin. Is that yes. what it is? But the important yeah. thing is the money is not in the box. If Brad Pitt were there, oh, it's in the box. The answer would be nothing. Oh, shit. That's right. Mm-hmm. I didn't even realize that at the time. Yes, the money is not in the box. I normally would do, do oh, okay. my Brad Pitt impression a lot louder, but based on my setup right now, my microphone is a little closer than normal, so it definitely would peak. Um, What's in the box? Heck, it was in the box. Um, great stuff. Uh, it's yep. her head. Um, but she's like, no, that's not mine. I didn't take it. And Principal Thick is like, come to my office. You know. Right, but they like they mentioned like who else could have had her, her combination. Yeah, who could have possibly gotten your combination? Um, good point. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, we know one person that knows a combination, but it sure as hell wasn't him. Exactly. Um, also, just want to say, combination locks are, are unnecessarily complicated. Um, I had one at my mailbox my freshman year of college, and it took me a good two months to remember the what is it? Over once, twice, then three times, or whatever. Uh, whatever. Um, yeah, I, 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 I never, I never locked my lock because I was so bad at doing it. So I just, like, yeah, just, just, just guys, just use keys. Anyway, uh, Monk and Sherry are looking at a painting, and Monk observes that the woman in the painting is going to murder her husband because she's feeding him poisonous mushrooms. Um, They're Amanita mushrooms. And of course, Sherry's like, oh, come on, maybe she doesn't know what she's going to do. Right, uh, Monk, the art critic. Uh, deduces because of the bruises on her arms that uh, clearly he was beating her and she knew that the mushrooms are poisonous and that this was like a portrait of uh, a murder about to happen essentially. Yes, and I know that you and I b- both had the same thought. I guess, I maybe not, but whenever I see a woman feeding a man poisonous mushrooms, I of course think of the uh, film Phantom Thread. Um, yep. Good movie. Great movie. Yeah, great movie. Um, yeah. Uh, great stuff. DDL being sick. Um I mean, just really, really milk. Just great at looking like he's about to have diarrhea. Um, anyway, I mean, why? Tell me I'm wrong. No, no, for sure, for sure. Okay, Monk tries to ask Cherry out, and if it isn't James Duffy coming down the stairs, right? Played by uh, what is it, Brent Paul, Brent Colon, uh, who is uh, yes, I'm, correct. Who I most recognize Bruce, as uh, Thomas Wayne. Thomas and, Wayne from Joker. Joker. Yes, one of the I think actually one of the few actually good scenes in Joker is when Joaquin uh, uh, Phoenix and him have a confrontation in the bathroom. Um, movie's not that good, but that's a good scene in my opinion. Um, he it's comes not in. that bad. It's not that bad of a movie. No, I, it's I not. It's, it's not. Like, it's. I think it's. It's. I think it's. Yeah. I. It's not. I a think bad the movie. only problem with it is that it's directed by Todd Phillips. Yes, I think it's not a bad movie. I think, however. It is definitely not an Oscar Best Picture movie, and I think it definitely is not like a reinvention of anything movie. Um, okay. Also, no shots at Brent Cullen, but my God, have the last fifteen years not been kind to him? He no, he looks great, great here. He looks great. I yeah. think it's also he's, he's just got like an easy breezy vibe to him here because he's like a hippie here, whereas like everything I guess else so, I've but ever he seen looks, him, everything he looks else I've so ever seen old him in, now. Yeah, it's true. Um, but anyway, uh, it turns out he's. James Duffy is Jimmy Wagner, who they went to middle school with. And because I guess they changed their name, it's whatever. Um, 
and his mom got remarried yeah. or some shit. Yeah, when he was fifteen, which is weird because I feel like if your mom got remarried when you were fifteen, you wouldn't take the new husband's last name unless you, you were really close. Uh, unless, however, I think possibly if they were dating for a while and say your their dad was never in the picture, maybe I don't know. It's complicated. I'm not going to judge him, but they both look great is what they tell each other. Like, oh, you look great. You look great. You look great. Um, yeah, they're gonna fuck. It just like it's it's a given. Yeah. So Monk gets cooked third time. Yeah, Horrible. it's really and third time is not a charm. It definitely mm-hmm. hurts. Um, yeah, and basically he's like, yeah, the painting is gonna be fine. Um, normal spray paint. Uh, and then of course he's like, you know, are you busy right now? I'd love to show you my studio. It's just truly like he he. It's really just it's painful for Monk and it, you. I, tr- honestly, give me give me honest your honest bet. If I if I give you 50, 50 odds for each, did uh, Sherry and Jimmy have sex in his studio right then and there? Um, let's just say she was modeling for him this time. I I agree, I agree. Definitely just right. Oh, wait, no, that's what it was the first time. That was that's what yeah. it was the first oh, right, time. Right, right, yeah, I know. I was gonna let you ride with it, but yes. Um, yeah. Whatever, whatever. Let's just say uh, it happened again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was, I was gonna go a little more uh, inappropriate, but uh, yeah. So then we go cut back. Young monk is at a crime. Is the crime scene the scene of the crime, if you will? And of course, he's looking around as the spring fling's going on, which is about as sad as it gets. But um, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, but monk's not. He's not flinging. No, he's not. Um, and Mrs. Litsky catches him. Yeah. And he's, you know, she's like, you can't be here after the dance. But he's like, I'm not at the dance. And she gives him a 10-chipped chocolate chip cookie because that's how he likes it. Um, and, she gives him a choice yeah. and yes. he starts freaking out. And then, yeah. yeah. So Monk mentions to her. I was going to say, he, the actor gives what, one of my least favorite things. And I understand why they do it. He gives a very actor bite of the food. Because, you know, they do a million takes and they have to eat all of it. And I just hate it when you see no one, even any Monk, eats that small bite of a cookie. Um, it's just stupid. Anyway, continue. Maybe he needed to separate the bites so that bite could only have the dough in it and then the next bite would have the chocolate chip. And then... Maybe, but that... I, fair, you convinced me. All right, what were we going to say? Yeah. Um, no, uh, yeah, so then, she, you know, he mentions to her, like, uh, you are such a great cook. Mm-hmm. And she says... What does she say, Jake? It's a gift and a curse. Okay. This has been explained before, right? Mm. This is the one? Yes. This is the origin yeah, yeah, thing that yes. I was just like, wait, what? Yes. Yeah. When, when was it been explained before? I, I don't fucking remember. I, I, just, I don't remember. I couldn't tell you. Well, I'm uh, glad you don't remember because I don't remember either, but I know it was before. <laughs> I don't remember either. Damn. Uh, you know what it is what it is. Um, so, uh, yeah. So, he sees that there's one of the boxes of empty boxes on the table has blue icing on it. And he says, it's a clue. Then we cut back to yeah. the present. Correct. Um, and in the present, mm-hmm. uh, they... What? Oh, they're back at the crime scene? Is that what it is? Well, no. Well, first they're leaving the the art restoration thing, and I do love the bit where Natalie's oh, sorry. Oh, yes. And it's like... And, uh, and she's like, hey. And he's like, they're going to go out with each other and fall in love. And uh, she's like, how do you know? And he said, the way she said, yes, I will go out with you. Um, which is funny. But I mean, yeah. But then Monk happens to catch a glimpse of a guy on a motorcycle who's wearing fingerless gloves. He's like, oh my god, they were bikers. Right. I mean, you know, 
literally the only people I can think of that do that, or they go to the gym. Yeah, the only people who wear fingerless gloves are bikers, people who lift weights, weightlifters, and yeah. everyone in New York in the boombox video by Lonely Island. Um, or in uh, Break Two Electric Boogaloo. Uh, yeah, I've never seen it, but I'm that tracks. Um, yeah. So, um, Stoudemire and Disher. Well, well Stoudemire cross checked the cross reference. Excuse me. The list of people who worked at the house and people who own motorcycles. And there's two people on the list. And uh, they why get, he doesn't mention that they're brothers right away is just like what the fuck, man. I don't know. Um, they give one to Monk, and uh, Disher has a hard time deciding. Fun scene. And then Natalie and Monk go to a biker bar, and this. Just one of those scenes where you're like, this, there's no way this is going to end well. Why are you sending Monk to a biker bar? Uh, that's a great question. Um, I I have this, like, I'm like 99% sure that the bar that they filmed this at, you might think it's a set and it might be, but I legit think that it's this bar that's like really close to my parents' house called Glendale Tap. I would be so interested to see, like, does IMDb list like shooting locations? Uh, sometimes they do, sometimes sense? they don't. I can check. Okay. Um with TV, they often don't, um, but I would be... That's interesting. Um, I, actually don't, I actually don't think it's a set, because that's a pretty big set to build for a cable show. Um, but yeah. anyway, so they uh, Monk really does want to be there, uh, but he pulls, he, he uh, unbuttons his jacket, and you know there's a great bit where they sit down, and a guy walks up to Natalie and is like, you alone? And she says, no, I'm with him. And the guy says, so you're alone. You know, fun stuff. Right. And they asked the bartender. She tells him to fuck off. Yeah. They asked the bartender if they're looking for Travis and George Baptiste. Um, and he's like, oh, never seen him. Which, like, you know that you've seen him. Um, then there's a guy yeah, you smoking. don't trust anything bikers say. Yeah. Yes. There's a guy smoking. Monk doesn't like it. The guy burns the no smoking sign, yada, 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 yada. Um, mm-hmm. But that tr- tr- quickly tra- transitions to Monk in the bathroom confronting Leo and one of his cronies. And Leo says, hey, no spazzes in the bathroom. And Monk cleverly responds, well, if I see one, I'll tell him to get out. Great stuff from Lil Monk. Right. They were literally smoking in the boys' room. Now, in they're smoking in the boys' room. Now, tell me, that are they permitted to do that or no? No, you can't. Well, okay, I, I'm assuming. This was probably recorded. No, also, I'm trying to get you to say the line and the chorus of smoking ain't allowed in the school. Anyway. Oh, I don't even know the second line. Oh. I just literally oh. know that. I don't know. I, it's not a good song, I, but, you know, I, I yeah. know it. Um, but he's like, where's the money, Leo? You framed her. And he's like, yeah, how did I do that? And he gives us, this is where we get his line. I don't know how you did it, but you did it. You're the guy. Is that a line? Is that a, like, It kind of, it is. Line? I don't know. I feel like it is. Okay. I, it definitely is in my mm-hmm. mind. Um, okay. the, he's the guy is he's the guy calling the person the guy is definitely uh, a monk thing um, and yeah okay I'm thinking of the Tony Danza show who's the man never mind who's the boss you mean um, oh, who's the boss fuck never mind uh, and then he gets stuffed in a locker which I want to ask is that something that ever happened at your school uh, no in middle school we didn't have lockers and in high school nobody would fit in lockers so nope never happened yeah that never happened obviously never had lockers well we had lockers in gym but they were not big enough to fit person in um, you know I think once maybe someone got put thrown in a trash can but that's the closest um, that we got um, anyway uh, Travis and George Baptiste end up coming in it's like hey you know how are you looking for me 
and uh, they're like, and he's like, you, you did roofing for the uh, whatever, Northcut, Northfield, whatever. I don't remember. Uh, I mean, to be quite honest, I'm like, sorry, I, I hate to cut in, but I'm like no, quite I'm shocked lost. that like so short after like committing like possibly a murder, they would show up for anybody looking for them. Like, how stupid can you be? Yeah, they are pretty stupid. Um, I was about to say, I don't understand why they'd be at a bar. If I committed a murder by accident, I definitely would. Uh, assuming I wasn't going to turn myself into the police, you know, drinking is not the last thing I would do, you know. Um, right. And they're like, uh, where were you? And Monk's like, where were you on Saturday? And they said, you a cop? And Monk, rare great retort, says, are you a killer? Mm. I mean, great retort, bad audience for that, mm-hmm. my friend. Yes, because the, the guy, he grabs a pool cue. And we have a brief fight where uh, Natalie, you know, helps. Just, I'm not going to describe a physical fight sequence. You know, you can watch the episode. Uh, the right, but Natalie, is, as yeah. usual, like, saves the fucking day. She starts Well, yeah, and then the around. bartender's like, because when, when uh, Travis, I think it is, breaks a bottle and is threatening to stab him, the bartender's like, okay, now, nah, I, even though it's a biker mm-hmm. bar, it's like, you're not going to be killing someone. <laughs> in the yeah, bar. you're going to ruin our business, bro. I'm yeah. sorry. And so then a whole brawl breaks out. And uh, mm-hmm. Monk and Natalie are under the table, and then finally the police show up, and they put an APB out on uh, Travis and George, um, and uh, yeah. Also, Baptiste just does not sound like it would be their last name. Um, they don't seem Creole. Uh, not at all. But Travis, like an idiot, because once again, these are two bozos. I just I think I accurately described them in my first note. He forgot his wallet. Right. That was wallet. And what's in that wallet? Oh, what is it's in a it? Map. Yes, it's something that Dora the Explorer carries. It's a map. It's a map. It's a map. Yeah. Yeah, that's your generation. Well, um, I mean, it's actually even a little younger than me, but still, Dora the Explorer does okay. carry a map. Okay. But also, uh, I think this might be like reference number like fifty six to like a crime or some address being associated with Vinton Street. It's supposed to be the longest street of all time. Or just the most poppin' street. Yeah, just just nothing. It's Murderer's Row. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, or, or... Have you noticed someone, that, by the way? I haven't noticed that. Good call, honestly. Good catch. Um, I would take, okay. If I had to take a guess, I would say that Andy Reckman grew up on a Vinton Street. Um, uh, yeah. If we ever talk to him again, I can ask, but I, that would be my guess. Um, in the same way that everything I ever write, it takes place in a town that's a facsimile from my hometown in Florida. I think most people just write stuff they... Uh, that's close to their hearts. Um, but also, what they realize is that that means that someone hired them, and Monk notices something right. on the paper that makes him smile, and that smile can only mean one thing. He knows he's the guy. Solved, he knows, yeah, he knows the guy, and he solved the crime. And we're about to get uh, convoluted. Uh, he solved the yeah. crime. I'm not going to make you do this, okay? Thank because, you, thank yeah, you. Yeah, I was yeah. like, please. All right. Or you do one, and I do the other. Okay, good. Okay, I'll take... Uh, no, no, I'll take the, the modern day one. That, I was going to offer to take the past. So, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Um, so Monk get, gets taken out of the locker, um, and uh, Jimmy notes that he'll be scarred for life, which is true. Um, and, but he whispers to, uh, to Sherry that he solved the case. In the present day, and this is all going in parallel, so Mike Norfleet shows up, and everyone's there around, and Leo shows up, and everyone's there around. So, uh, so you take the present day now. Okay, so essentially what we find out, uh, what we found out previously was that the Baptiste worked for uh, the ex-husband, Michael... Mike Norfleet. Norfleet. Yeah, Mike, no- Mikey Norfleet, right. 
And what happened was we Monk noticed that shit. Okay, hold on. I need to get this right. The zero. There was yes. a zero. He wrote okay. the way he writes zeros with a dash through them, which is weird. Right. Which was the last zero that he saw though? On the, the alimony check. Okay. Yeah. On the alimony check, he noticed that that was. Oh, but there was no because there was a zero on the map. Yes. That's what it was. Oh, One hundred seven Vinton Street. So that's how he noticed the zero. That was the the clue. He had also noticed it when he was writing the alimony check at the scene of the crime. Um, that it's a very specific kind of zero that people write with the mm-hmm. X crossed out. So that already had his 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 brain going that that he was involved. So apparently, what the what the story is is that he they had previously worked for him and he decided to hire these two uh, heavies, quote unquote, to stage a um, like a break in, but mm-hmm. to deface the painting. With the hopes of eventually reuniting Sherry and her boy Jimmy Wagner, aka James Duffy, in the hopes that they would fall in love, um, which because apparently she used to talk, she talked about him all the time. Which like I don't know like how long their relationship lasted or how long they were even at the same school together, mm-hmm. but that seems like a really evidently weird thing to hold they, the flame. I would for. say that they didn't, they didn't go to high school together because she would have known that her his mom remarried and he changed his name. Oh, true, true, yes. But either way, like, I don't see how the hell you can possibly still hold a flame for somebody from 8th grade. But, yeah, right, yeah, it's, cool. yeah, uh, yeah, no, the girl I had a crush on in 8th grade, I do not still hold a flame for. Right, anyways, but that could have gone several ways as a Florida boy. What? Oh, that's true. Um, no offense. Yeah, I, 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 she doesn't post on Facebook, and I don't want to look. Um, okay, anyways, so... So yeah, he hired them to do this whole thing so that they would all like get back together. So eventually he would have to stop paying alimony because Monk noticed that he was incredibly salty as I guess most people would be, mm-hmm. uh, you know, having to pay $20,000 a month. Yeah. So that, that was the whole impetus for this crime. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forgot what the, the, the lady's name was, the one who died. What was her uh, name? Gladys. Uh, Gladys Aquino. She was just, you know, she wasn't supposed to be working that day. So mm. she's just... Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, collateral damage. Yes. Um, correct. And in the past, uh, Leo um, uh, basically shows up and um, the principal says, uh, you know, just confess to committing the crime. Uh, you know, that you put the cash box in there. And what basically Monk realizes is that he stole the cash box and he put it inside of a pastry box to hide it so people would notice. And that's why there was the smear on the one box that was still left there because he didn't wash his fucking hands. But he was st- just, I, just be fucking, you got residue on your hands, man. Just wash your hands. It's not that hard. Anyway. Um, mm-hmm. And he uh, got, he swapped out um, uh, Sherry's lock, the lock on her locker when he was being a gentleman and taking her books. So then later he, um, uh, opened up the locker, put the box in, and then put her lock back. Um, and Monk no, no, knew because Sherry always puts her lock back to her dial back to zero. And it wasn't at zero anymore. And the principal asks Monk to empty his pockets. And uh, Leo's like, <laughs> he's a freak. No. Um, and he opens, empties his pockets, and he has money in there. And he's like, oh, it's no, it's my money. But when you know it, the principal wrote "Good luck" right next to "Honest Abe" on a five dollar bill. They got him. Did you notice this, by the way? What? That no. the five dollar bill was like a modern day five dollar bill. Come on. I, 
I yeah, I didn't notice that, but I probably should have. Um, yeah, definitely. It had the big face on it. Yeah, it's also like it's also not hard to find an old five dollar bill. So no, it's not. No, I the fact that I've seen one. Um, yeah, uh, so they book him, and uh, at the, in the past and in the present, Sherry takes the flower out of her hair, and she gives it to Monk, which mm-hmm. is a small consolation for getting just straight like just royally cucked in both timelines. Yeah, man. Uh, it was a very, like you said, Inception-esque cucking. Um, mm-hmm. Unfortunate for him. But, you know, at the end of the day, he ended up with Trudy. Which I just want to say, I just wanna say someone in the Inception universe, someone absolutely has used that device to go into someone's dream and fuck someone else's wife in someone else's dream. 100%. It's, it's definitely happened. A wet dream within mm. a wet dream. <laughs> Uh, you can and you could tell you could tell when he finishes because you hear Bwah. oh <laughs> shit. <laughs> anyway, so monkey looks at his yearbook. He sees a nice quote from Sherry saying he's the coolest. Strains the photo tree. Yeah, yeah, run. All right. Um, what would you give this episode at ten? Uh, I gave it a seven point five. I gave it a seven point five as well. We match. We're finally back in sync. But oh, look, a dumb question I have to ask you, which is gonna make you really mad at me, which is why I'm saving it to the end. You know what's in common between Monk in this episode and the rapper Ludacris, according to the song "Baby" featured by Justin Bieber featuring him? Uh he's the coolest friend of no. all time. I don't know. When I was thirteen, I had my first love. Same thing with Monk. Uh, anyway, yeah, I hate it. Thanks. Yeah, I, I thank you. <laughs> uh, if you want to follow the show, follow us at Strictly Monk and Andre. We'll follow you. You could follow me at Andre Barrera. And you could follow me at Jay Christie. Please rate, you subscribe to the show, share it with other people. Um, we really love doing it. And, uh, you know, if I know other people who have monks helping them get through the quarantine and all that. Um, and so if you know anyone who's starting up monk, we don't spoil uh, on the show because obviously Andre hasn't seen it before. But yeah, just, you know, uh, and keep listening and let us know if, uh, if you have any suggestions unless they're things like uh, stopping bad. Because if that's what it is, then fuck off. Anyway, uh, more importantly than all that, um, and once again, I did it. This is two weeks in a row where I don't have the episode queued up to know which one of the episodes next. Um, yes. Yeah. We talked about how inappropriate it is, how much we really screwed the pooch on yeah, this one. Yep, yeah. yep, yep. And this is coming up next week because, as you guys know, Friday is New Year's Day, and uh, we're not going to be recording for that. So next Tuesday, tune in as we talk about Mr. Monk and the Secret Santa. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, Merry Monkmas!